Thank you for tuning in to the Anchored Ruby. My name is Crystal Swass. I am a master practitioner in neurolinguistics programming, master life and success coach, the author of The Truth About Lemonade, and your host, teaching you how to break through bondage in truth and how to be anchored in purpose, promise, and prosperity. Thank you for tuning in. I'm, I'm really excited today to talk about what I'm about to talk about because it's something that I've experienced in my own personal life. It's something that I've really battled with and something that God has really healed me in this with in this area of my heart. Um, and I know that there are many people listening that are going to relate to this. And so, um, so I was at Walmart not too long ago. And when I was leaving the store, I went to the stop sign in the parking lot and there was nobody around. It was kind of in the back of the parking lot, uh, in the back of the store. And I was reading a very long text message. I didn't realize, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't aware if there was anybody around me. Um, I, I just felt like that was a safe place to stop because I was at a stop sign, uh, to read this, important text message. And when I looked up to turn the corner to come to another stop sign, I noticed that there was a car at the stop sign. And just as, because I was so engulfed in my thoughts from this text message that I had just read, I just assumed that these people were stopping at the stop sign and they were going to go. And I waited, I waited a good, I don't know, maybe two minutes, three minutes. And I realized they weren't going anywhere. Their, their hazards weren't on, um, and so I came and pulled up next to them, around them. And here's the thing. At that moment, I thought, you know, there had to have been something wrong. Maybe they ran out of gas. Maybe their car broke down. Um, I have experienced my fair share of car troubles. I have been stranded on the side of the road more times than I'd like to admit. I have a set of jumper cables that I am a pro at using now. Um, and I keep them in my car um, because I know what it's like to be stranded and have nobody there to help me. Um, I've had flat tires where I sat there for hours. And so I have made it an, a, an a, a point to always stop and help somebody. And it's, it's really incredible to me how many people will pass a person that's sitting on the side of the road and never offered to even help them. And so when I pulled up next to this, this car, I noticed it was a woman and her daughter. Her daughter looked about 14 or 15 years old. And I rolled down my window to ask them if they needed help. And before I could even ask them if they needed help, this woman immediately started telling me off, calling me names and mocking me, mocking my hair color, mocking my skin color. And I just thought, wow, this is, you're literally lashing out at me when I'm trying to love on you. It's really incredible. And immediately my pride was hurt, right? Because here I was trying to do something kind, trying to love on somebody and they were not receiving it. How many times do you try to give love to somebody and they don't receive it and you get really upset? Uh, this is a good amount of people in relationships. And one thing that you need to understand in relationships Love is a selfless act that has zero expectations. And many times when we're going into relationships and we're trying to love on people, we're doing it 
unconsciously hoping to receive something in return. And if you say that's not why you love somebody, I'm going to beg to differ because when they don't reciprocate that in the way that you want them to, how often do you get upset? You feel rejected. You feel whatever you feel, right? Um, communication goes a long way in those situations. But in this situation, I was trying to love on this woman and her daughter, and she was completely out of line, telling me off in front of her teenage daughter. And I just wished her the best and went on my way. And I thought to myself, you know, how, how can I internalize this and learn from this? And the Lord reminded me that hurt people hurt other people and that the wounded often lash out when someone tries to help them because they are putting, they are trying to stay protected. Immediately they get offended or they get defensive. And the Lord reminded me that I often was this way in the past. And I'm so grateful that he's taken, God is so patient. He, he has taken the time to gently heal these wounds that have accumulated over the course of my life, you know, removing thorn after thorn, stitching up wounds so that I could endure being, you know, this life and receive love with, you know, with no expectation of being hurt and give love with no expectation to receive anything. So, um, this was a huge lesson for me because it reminded me that, you know, much like, uh, wounded animals, have you ever seen a stray animal, a stray cat or a stray dog or, or a video of a wounded stray animal? When they are, are cornered, they get very, um, violent. They get vicious, right? They lash out. Humans do this too. And here's the thing. Anger is a secondary emotion. Anger is a byproduct of sadness or hurt. So if somebody is angry, typically the underlying issue has more to do with a wound, with a hurt than anything else. Um, and that goes for people too. You know, when you're used to being battered and abused, when you're used to being wounded, when those wounds haven't healed, you will bleed on the ones who, the very ones that are trying to love on you and rescue you in those moments. I saw a meme today on social media and it said, just a reminder, you don't protect your heart by acting like you don't have one. And it hit me because there have been so many times in my life that I have pretended like I don't have a heart um, just to protect myself. We, we all do this, okay? It's a natural instinct to want to protect yourself from being wounded again. It is your brain, your conscious mind. It, the sole purpose is to keep you alive and keep you from being hurt. And so when you have triggers in your unconscious mind from wounds that are left unhealed, anything that touches that wound, um, you know, I keep thinking of the word owie, like a little kid, you know, if you have like a boo-boo on your knee and you keep touching it, it's going to hurt. It's going to remind you of when you fell off your bike and, and busted your knee. And so until that wound heals on your knee, you're going to be continuously reminded. Once it heals and there's a scar there and there's no infection, you can press on it all day and it's not going to matter. You're not going to feel that pain. And so 
as as humans, what we try to do is we try to act like we don't have a heart. We harden our heart. We suppress these things in this in the name of peace or in the name of self love. Um, we suppress these these wounds or these traumas deep down inside. We bottle them up in hopes to um, guard our hearts, right? And, and all we're doing is making ourselves more sick. You're just ignoring the problem. I have a, a friend who um, recently discovered that she had an ulcer. And it's interesting because she is the most um, joyful person I know. Uh, she's like a ray of sunshine. And, but she also has a lot going on in her life. And so, um, she tends to suppress things. I did this for a long time as a child. I actually went to counseling as a child because I would bottle my emotions up so much that I would physically make myself sick. But it was my, it, it was my way of protecting myself from being hurt. But ignoring those wounds doesn't make them go away when they are touched unconsciously by somebody else. When you are, quote, triggered you lash out, you become defensive, you become offended, right? And so those internal things have to be healed. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs 4.23, and I love this verse so much, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Now, I don't believe in following your heart because the Bible says that your heart is wicked above all things. But here's the thing, you can actually... Uh, if you listen, when you're loving somebody, you're in a relationship, you're in a friendship, you're a, uh, a business owner or a, a supervisor or a friend, when you listen more than you speak, you can hear the heart of a person. You can hear when somebody speaks where their wounds are, where their trauma is, because everything that comes out of your mouth is a reflection of your heart. It says in Matthew 12, 34, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when we leave those wounds on the inside unhealed, um, we lash out even at a stranger who is trying to help us thinking that we are in distress, right? So you can't protect something that you don't acknowledge. If you're, if you're not acknowledging that you have a heart, if you're walking around saying, oh yeah, I'm heartless, I'm heartless, I'm heartless, you, there's nothing to protect or, you know, you're acting like that doesn't even exist when in reality it does exist. Your heart does exist. Guarding your heart does not mean building walls. And I talk about this so much because a lesson that I have learned in the last couple of years and something that somebody I care about so much said to me, it stuck with me. Walls don't keep us safe. When you think about a wall, just a plain wall, no ceiling, just a wall. Anybody can go over the wall and around the wall. It doesn't keep you safe. The only thing that the wall does is give you this false sense of security and keep you from moving forward. So guarding your heart doesn't mean building walls. It means that that verse, that Bible verse means protecting it from growing cold and hard, protecting it from bitterness and hate protecting it from unforgiveness. Because remember, the things that we speak, how we react and respond are a reflection of what's going on on the inside. Everything you speak and do is a reflection of the heart. 
And you can know a lot about a person and their wounds just by listening to them. When you see people getting easily triggered, what is causing that trigger? Where is that? It is, it is not our responsibility um, to tiptoe around people. Should we out, outwardly offend people? Absolutely not. I don't expect anybody to walk around my triggers. It's my responsibility to heal. And I, and I often say, if God reveals it, he wants to heal it. Our father is a loving father. He doesn't want us to walk around in offense, to walk around wounded and guarded and closed off, right? Because here's the thing. Pride keeps you wounded because you don't want to be vulnerable enough to heal. Walls keep you stagnant, okay? If you think of a dam, it's really interesting because the Holy Spirit has reminded me um, about a word that the Lord has been giving me for some time now about the dam breaking, right? A dam holds water back. It keeps the water from flowing. It's like a wall. Um, and when water isn't moving, it becomes stagnant. And stagnant water becomes toxic. And so when we're building walls because we are full of pride, the, the wellspring of life can't flow through us, right? And cleanse us. We become stagnant. We become toxic human beings that lash out at everybody and anybody that is trying to love on us and help us and move us forward. And the thing is, here, here's the thing. Not everybody is out to hurt you. You know, when you're, when you're standing in a wounded place, it seems like everybody's out to hurt you because you don't, you don't trust anybody. You don't trust anything. You don't trust any situation, but not everybody is out to hurt you. And when you become healed, you no longer become that stray wounded animal that's being backed in the corner, lashing out in fear. You walk in faith, knowing that you trust God and his protection more than you trust yourself in the, in the next person. Now, with this comes wisdom, obviously. Um, you can't just go walking into the middle of a battlefield with no armor. You do have to be wise in who you entertain and who you bring into your life. The Bible says that bad company corrupts good character. You can't continue to stay in abusive relationships or toxic situations um, and put yourself there. You know, there's a saying that says, if you knew better, you'd do better right? And so once you know something, you can't, you can't unknow that bit of information. So if you know that somebody is abusive and you know that you need to leave that situation in order to heal, staying in that situation or staying in that toxic environment now becomes a choice once you know something, right? And so you can't expect to heal if you keep having that wound cut open. Walls are walls keep us from moving forward and they keep that dammed up water stagnant and toxic, right? A hardened heart will keep you from being loved. Um, we, we often put walls up around our heart thinking that we're protecting ourselves from being hurt. And in essence, that might be true. I mean, there have been walls that are built in order to protect things, right? But if it keeps the enemy out, then it keeps the ally out right? If it's keeping the hate out, it's also keeping the love out. So you're, you're ultimately uh, paralyzing yourself from not only moving into um, a healthy situation that God has called you into and moving into healing, 
you're not allowing other people to love you. And let me tell you something, there are 7 billion people in the world and not everybody is out to hurt you the way that you have been hurt. And the only reason why you feel that way is because all you've done is sit in that hurt and build a wall, almost like trying to protect yourself in this tower. And you haven't been able to see outside that wall of hurt. But I'm here to tell you that once you heal, once you put your pride down, once you allow yourself to be humbled and you sit with yourself and you sit with God and you ask him to show you the things that that these wounds that are bleeding upon other people, he will heal them and it will be such a freedom that you feel. You will feel at peace. But you, you know, in order to heal, you have to recognize those things. Um, uh, lately, I've been, I've been reminding people and reminding myself that we will know a person by their fruits. In Matthew 7, 16 through 19, it says, you will know them by their fruits. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So what is a fruit? The fruit of the spirit, it says in Galatians 5, 22 through 23, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So those are the fruits of healing. Those are the fruits of the Holy Spirit. When you're able to, to, to love and be joyful and be at peace and have patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, gentleness and self-control in any and every situation, you know that the Lord has healed you and that you are filled with the Holy Spirit. But where there is bitterness, where there's animosity, where there's unforgiveness, where there's anger, where there's hate and violence, that is a true reflection of the condition of the heart in that person. The two don't exist. You can't be unforgiving and be loving. You cannot hold animosity and bitterness in your heart. Uh, call it guarding your heart in the name of self-love and claim that you are loving yourself. It just, it doesn't even make any sense. When you love yourself and when you want to love others, you allow God to break that wall of pride down. So that he can reveal to you the things that need to be healed. And it's really hard. It's really hard to admit that you've been wounded. It's really hard to admit that you've made mistakes. It's really hard to admit that things have happened to you that you're ashamed of. But there is no healing in hiding. And sitting in the shadows of shame will only leave you susceptible to the, the enemy whispering lies to you. And it will keep you in the dark. And the Lord wants to reveal all the things in the dark and bring them to light in order to heal them so that you can stop bleeding upon people and lashing out at those that love you, right? So that woman that was in that car, it was really interesting because I had messaged a friend that day and I was like, can you, can you believe this happened? Like, I just, I don't even understand how somebody can lash out at me that they don't know me and my intentions were nothing but good. Um, and all I wanted to do was love on them. And a friend of mine said, you know, you have to remember that you don't know what was going on in that moment. You don't know 
She could have been fighting with her husband. She could have just lost her father. She could have just lost her job. She could have any of these things, right? There, there could be a wound there that she's um, responding from. And it had nothing to do with me. And oftentimes when we try to love on somebody and they don't react or respond the way that we had hoped, the way that we had expected, we take that on as there was something wrong with us or that we did something wrong. When somebody is nasty to you or they're rude or whatever it might be, you have to remember that the majority of the time it really has nothing to do with you. You will know when you are wrong in that situation. A lot of it has to do with the condition of their heart. Remember, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so when you can remember these things in these moments and dealing with other people and, and emotionally disconnecting from that situation, it'll help you to sympathize with that person in that moment. And if you cannot sympathize with that person or, or even empathize with that person, you might want to sit with yourself and ask the Lord, why, what is uh, hardening my heart towards that other human being? Why am I hardened towards maybe something that they've been going through? Because it's only pride that causes us to feel offended and causes us to be defensive. And pride is just a wall hiding all the wounds that we've left unhealed, right? Um, I will leave you with this. And I had suggested this to a friend of mine um, that had gotten sick with the ulcer. Sit with God, sit in quiet, and ask him to reveal the things in you that you have suppressed, that you have hidden, the walls that you're hiding behind, and let him reveal those things to you so that he can heal those things for you. Because I promise you that once you're healed from those things, you're, you're going to be walking in the fruits of the Spirit. In Jesus' name, you will have a joy. You will have a peace. You will have a love, not only for other people in a softer heart, but for yourself. And the only way that you can do that is when you let pride, your walls of pride down. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you haven't given your life to Christ or you're looking to find that peace, feel free to find me on Facebook at Crystal Swass or on Instagram at Crystal Swass. And if you're wanting more information about my coaching programs or how to break through to your breakthrough, you can find me at www.crystalswass.com. A special thank you to River of Heaven Radio Network for allowing us to have this show to speak truth to the nations and help you remember that you were created with purpose, on purpose, and for a purpose.